Hello, we are glad you're listening to this message by Dr. M. Oladoin Odubanjo. You are sure to receive God's whole counsel for your life, family, work, and all that concerns you in these contemporary times. Open your Bibles with me to 1 Samuel chapter 5. Welcome to church this morning. Uh, And I trust God that this morning uh, he has something to say, as always. Amen. Uh, That will bless, shape, change our lives forevermore. Amen. 1 Samuel chapter 5. 5th chapter of 1 Samuel. And this morning I want to enjoin you to please listen attentively uh, and listen with an open heart. Okay? Listen with an open heart. Uh, Sometimes you say things and you tell things and people wonder whether what you are saying is so or can be so. Uh, I want to say to you that it is so because it's God's word. Uh, I want to say to you that everything that God has said in his word can be so in your life if only you will accept it the way it is. Uh, You know, when we were praying earlier, uh, Pastor when I was reading Luke chapter 1, I believe, and I think that's verse 52 if I'm right, uh, where the angel appeared to Elizabeth and having told her what was going to happen to her, Elizabeth began to wonder, or is it uh, Mary? Now, Mary began to wonder, Mary, not Elizabeth. Mary began to wonder, that's Mary the mother of Jesus, you know, that how can these things be? You said to me, I'm going to have a child and blah, blah, blah. I have not known a man, or I don't, I, I don't have sex with any man. I'm engaged, uh, but we don't have sex, praise God, hallelujah. Amen. So we're keeping this holy, hallelujah. That's the Bible example, amen. You know, and she says, how can these things be? And um, the angel said, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. And the power of the highest shall overshadow you. So all the impossibilities, all the impossibilities become possible uh, when the Holy Ghost comes into the scene, when the power of God comes into the scene. Are you still there? You know, but then, more than that, he then said to her, Blessed is she who believes, for there shall be a performance of those things that were told her. Meaning that God's word will always come to pass. God's word will always come to pass to anybody who believes it just as it is. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So, First Samuel chapter 5. We're going to read the whole thing. Uh, if you wish, you can stand for the reading of the word. Amen. So that you don't lose concentration. First Samuel chapter 5, I start from verse 1. It said, Then the Philistines took the hack of God and brought it from Ebenezer to Ashdod. When the Philistines brought it into the house, When the Philistines took the ark of God, they brought it into the house of Dagon and set it by Dagon. And when the people of Ashdod arose early in the morning, there was Dagon, falling on his face to the earth before the ark of the Lord. So they took Dagon and set it in its place again. And when they arose early the next morning, there was Dagon again, falling on his face to the ground before the ark of the Lord, the head of Dagon. And both the palms of its hands were broken off on the threshold. Only Dagon's torso, or just the uh, chest and abdominal area, only Dagon's torso, okay, was left of it. Therefore, neither the priest of Dagon nor any 
who come into Dagon's house tread on the threshold of Dagon to this day. But the hand of the Lord was heavy on the people of Ashdod, and he ravaged them and struck them with tumors, both Ashdod and its territory. And when the men of Ashdod saw how it was, they said, The hack of the God of Israel must not remain with us, for his hand is harsh towards us, and Dagon our God. Therefore they sent and gathered to themselves all the lords of the Philistines, and said, What shall we do with the hack of the God of Israel? And they answered, Let the ark of the God of Israel be carried away to Gath. So they carried the ark of the God of Israel away. So it was after they had carried it away that the hand of the Lord was against the city with a very great destruction. And he struck the men of the city, both small and great, and tumors broke out on them. Therefore they sent the ark of God to Ekron. So it was as the ark of God came to Ekron that the Ekronites cried out, saying, Ah, they have brought the ark of God of Israel to us to kill us and our people. So they sent and gathered together all the lords of the Philistines and said, Send away the ark of the God of Israel and let it go back to its own place so that it does not kill us and our people. For there was a deadly destruction throughout all the city. The hand of God was very heavy there. And the men who did not die were stricken with the tumors and the cry of the city went up to heaven. Father, we pray this morning, I trust that indeed your hand will be upon me to speak as your mouthpiece, upon us all to hear accurately that which you will have us hear. Thank you, Lord, because the words that come forth today you will back up, even with manifestations in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, this morning I, I want to speak simply on God versus the devil. And I hear you say God versus the devil. You know, this text brings that to my mind. And in a sense, it brings to my mind the, 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 the idea of a contest between God and the devil. Uh, and I think of all the boxing and all the wrestling that I watched as I grew up. You know, and the way they would introduce people and say, yeah, to my far right corner. Weighing 260 pounds. <laughs> wearing blue shorts. Is God. And to the left, far right corner, weighing 100 pounds. In white shorts, is the devil. You know what I mean? You know, and very often, I don't know if you, I mean, I, I was trying to think of the characters today and I can't remember them. Uh, the last character I remember in wrestling that was uh, strong was uh, Ogan. You know, uh, and that's so long ago. You see, somebody's already shaking his head that you are lost, you know. Uh, I'm not an old man, but I, I'm lost. I, I, I realize I don't know who is fighting what anymore. The last character I remember in boxing is Mike Tyson. You, you know, so, <laughs> so I'm far dated. I'm outdated. I, I understand that. But how many people know Mike Tyson here? How many people know Mike Tyson? Great. So, I mean, from your impression of Mike Tyson, if I were to say to you that Mike Tyson is going to be fighting Bash Ali, what would you think about? You know, what, what, what would be going on in your head? You know, how many people remember the, uh, I mean, the, the match, Mike Tyson versus Evander Holyfield? How many people remember that? I, I think they fought twice, is it? Yes, how many people remember the, the second fight? You remember that second fight? How long did it last? Three minutes. Or something like that. About three minutes, you know. And in fact, some people who bought the tickets were still trying to enter the stadium. When they said, 
the match is over. The man has knocked him out. And he said, ah, you know, you feel like saying, come on, give me my money back. I've not even seen the thing. You understand? That was how fast it took place. Now, when I think about this, and I'm thinking about God and the devil, I'm thinking of that kind of incomparable contest. You know, or incomparable contestants. Are you still there, anybody? You know, it's almost like saying that uh, if I pick Dari now, uh, and I'm trying to wonder, if you say Dari is going to fight uh, Sunday, People are already laughing, you know, but I don't know. Maybe Sunday might surprise us, you know. Uh, you, you never can tell. Sunday just might surprise us, but you already have an impression, isn't it? Sunday, are you a fighter? You know, but you might have an impression that, oh, no, 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 this is no contest. You know, and, and growing up also, I remember I had a fellow in my class when I was in secondary school. The guy was short. Shola, he was called. Short guy, you know, I had always been taller than my mates, but I wasn't this big, you know, I was a bit slim. I was leper, short, as it were, you know, but I was much taller than this guy who was relatively a short guy in the class. Uh, but then we, we got into a fight one day. I don't remember what caused our fight, you know, but this guy got, you know, and he got up and the whole class, of course, you know, in a class, it was a, a, a boys only school. And in such places, we don't separate fights. We let them happen. If you know what I mean. We, we just organize and make them happen. We make them excited. So the whole class began to cheer us on. You know, and I looked at this guy. Who I, who I was bouncing, was bouncing. And I looked at the guy. I, I thought, where do I hit on this guy? He's too small. You know what I'm saying? So it's too, I, I didn't know what to do. I just thought, this guy is too small. He's unfair. You know, so all I did was, I used to do a lot of martial arts. All I did was, I just kicked over his head. Bam! And the whole class just began to clap, 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 clap. You know, all I, I wanted to humiliate him to say, look, there's no contest here. So I just kicked over his head, and everybody began to clap. Hey, he don't win. He don't win. He don't win. And that's all I wanted. I didn't want to fight him because I thought it was ridiculous. Are you still there? You know, but many times, when many people, many believers, sadly also, begin to think about God and the devil, we think that they are comparable contestants. Are you there? They are incomparable. You know, one of the dreams I had growing up, I, I had a dream once, I don't remember how old I was, but we went to our hometown, and there was a burial going on. You know, and as they carried this old lady, I think it was, as they carried the coffin and they were carrying her away, suddenly this old lady woke up. She woke up, and of course, you can imagine what happened. There was pandemonium. And everybody began to run, and she decided it was me. She was after so she began to chase me, and I was running, running until she got me in a corner. And she was coming at me, and coming at me. And I woke up. Thank God. But guess what? For a long time, I didn't want to go to her hometown. You know, I just didn't want to go. I felt there was somebody or something there uh, that was after me in particular. I don't know what it was, I don't know what the, the message was, but at least I'm sure of one thing, that the devil definitely wanted to plant fear in my heart, you know, about what he could do or not do in my life. This morning what we're doing is a deliverance service. Are you still there? Uh, it's a deliverance service. Because well, one of the things he says that you shall know the truth, and the truth shall what? Make you free. I like the way somebody explained that, because most of you said set you free. You know, and somebody said no, he said make you free, not set you free. You know, because if you are set free in Nigeria, you may actually be incarcerated in America. You know what I mean? If you are set free here, but you step in America, the Americans may decide they still have a case against you and incarcerate you. Just like somebody was pardoned recently in Nigeria, and the British people said he still has a case to answer here. So the day he steps there, they will carry him and incarcerate him. But when you are made free, it means you are a free person, no matter who, no matter where, no matter what, you are a free person, and that's the way everybody recognizes you from then on. Can I have an amen? amen. Are you still there? 
I said, are you there? So let me give you a background to this story that we read in 1 Samuel chapter 5. If you read the, 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 the chapter 4, what happened was that the Israelites were fighting the Philistines. The ark of God for the Israelites represented the presence of God. Okay? Uh, and in fighting the Philistines, it was going to be like a very hot contest. The Israelites were not living right. Their leadership was not right. The, the, the prophet was not living right. His children were not living right. So things were really off. Okay? Uh, but then they, they knew the ark of God. That ark of God had always worked for them. The ark of God helped them to cross the river Jordan. Even when it was full, it parted the water. So, and everybody knew about them and their God. Everybody had heard about them. So, after they saw that this was a contest they were not going to win, they went and they carried the ark of God. So, they went to the temple and they went to bring the ark of God into the military camp. Once they brought the ark to the military camp, they began to rejoice because they felt, now we have brought God to us. Now God is going to be involved. And the Philistines also began to shake immediately because once they heard the shout, they said, what is going on? They said, the ark of God has come into their camp. And the Philistines said, hey, we are finished. It's the same God that destroyed the Egyptians and all that, we are finished. But then they said to themselves, they said, you know what, we are finished anyhow, so let's die like men. Okay, we know we are finished, but we will not die just shrieking and, and kneeling down. We are going to fight till the very end. And then they went into war. And the Philistines went into war with the Israelites, and they killed the Israelites. And seized the ark of God from them. And you see, for many believers, what that says to me is just, a, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking a bit, comparing certain things. It, that seems to me like what many believers will do. They go and they take their Bible, they open it to Psalm 91 and put it under their pillow. Are you there? They tie a prayer handkerchief on the door of their house. Are you still there? They take the anointing oil they put in every soup that they cook. Are you with me, anybody? Now, again, I believe we've spoken about this, I think, last year, when we were speaking about healing. We spoke about some of these things. We spoke about handkerchief. We spoke about the anointing oil. So, I mean, there, there is a place for them. But not the way that many of us have begun to use them. We have begun to use them like talisman. The last time I saw people tying handkerchief and order by the door was when they were putting juju. Are you still with me? Listen, I, I'm, I'm an Ijebu boy. I've seen it. I've seen it before. If I had stories of my, uh, my grandfather, how he would put, uh, he would put uh, what's it called, broom, and tie it there. And if you as a robber come and you break into the house, the, you will take the broom and you begin to sweep and sweep and sweep and sweep. You just continue to sweep. The floor is clean, but you continue to sweep. You continue to sweep until he comes to meet you there. Are you with me? So, just in the same sense, many believers are using their Bible. Opening to Psalm 23, Psalm 91, Psalm 121, you know them, Psalm 127. Uh, <laughs> Amen? Yeah, I, I know you know them. Uh, I know you know them. Because when I mean, he told us about himself some time ago and how he reads your Yoruba Bible and all that, if you are like that, I'm also like that. I read Yoruba Bible till I was about 21 or something. You know, so if you are like that, you will know how some of these things are being used. They are being used like talisman. Are you with me? But it may work sometimes, but many people find out that it doesn't seem to work all of the time. So the same way the Egyptians brought, I mean the Israelites brought the ark of God, and then the enemy beat them, beat them silly, and collected even that ark from them. 
Many people have taken their Bible and they went to face the devil say, hey, I'll hold it to him. I'll hold it to him like this. You see the devil there, hold the Bible like this, hold the Bible like this, so that the devil will be shaken. Now, and, and then that same devil slaps you and beats you silly. And then you are wondering what's going on. Because that's not how it's meant to work. Are you still there? Even with a prayer and catching, people wonder how come this kind of trouble still comes upon me. It's the same way that the children of Israel carried the ark of God there, but they did not understand that what really works is the knowledge of that God, is the faith in that God. Are you still there? It's your walk with that God. It's not actually just carrying an instrument around. That takes away all responsibility of your knowledge of God. It is what you know of God that makes you a conqueror. Can I have an amen? amen. Hallelujah. So ultimately, this guy seized the hack of God. And of course, you can imagine that by that time, by the time they first were afraid of that hack, now they can beat the people. They collected the same hack from them. Then they be, immediately began to think to themselves that that God can't be different from our own God. We beat those guys. We seized the hack. So they took the hack of God and they had they took it into their own temple. They had Dagon, who was their own God, set here, and he just put the ark of God next to it. We have found another God to add. And they put it there. And that is my point this morning that they thought they could compare God with Dagon. But they woke up the next day, Dagon had fallen down on his face. Are you there? It had never happened before. So they just thought to themselves, well, it's an error. Maybe when the carpenters were setting this one down and trying to hold it in its place, they shook the, uh, the you, know, you know, engineer knows. You know, the, but there was a problem with the way they, they had shake, I mean, shaking the, the place where Dagon was standing. So they just set Dagon again. They put screw and, uh, you know, boats and not and just erected Dagon properly. And then they went away. And the next day they came. They met Dagon Again, on his feet, on his face, in front of the ark. He had fallen in front of the ark. God has a, a sense of humor. He had fallen in front of the ark, and his hands were cut off, and his head. Just to tell them that what you saw was not an error, it's a message. Are you still with me? But God is bigger than the devil. Now, the way many of us have known it is this, don't forget this, that God and the devil are opposites, but they are not equal opposites. I'll say that again. God and the devil are opposites, but they are not equal opposites. God is far bigger than the devil. God is far mightier than the devil. Don't ever be intimidated. Because very often, you know, people will say, once they, they hear somebody or something and they hear about uh, some power, and uh, they shot an arrow at someone, uh, and many people are too scared of the devil. They are too scared of what the devil can do. That's why I said this morning is a deliverance service. Is that that devil, you need to remember and know for sure, that the God you serve is far bigger than the devil. That they are not comparable. Are you there? I said, are you there? You know, in, in, in First Samuel, I think that's chapter 17, uh, the, there was a prophet by the name of Elijah, who went, I mean, the land was insane, they had taken over the whole place, and the prophets of Baal had the rule of the day. So Baal, supposedly, was the god of the day. But there was this prophet of God by the name of Elijah, and Elijah called for a contest. Between God and the devil. The prophets of Baal, about 400 of them, if I remember right or more, gathered themselves, all of them from all over the land. 
And they said, it's going to be a very simple contest. You set up a sacrifice on one side to Baal. I will set up a sacrifice on another side to God. And then we are going to call upon our God. I call upon God, you call upon Baal. Whichever God answers by fire shall be God. You know, we, 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 we have lost it in our day. We have become cosmetic Christians. Okay, cosmetic Christians because we carry the name. Uh, we dress like one. Amen. Uh, we speak like one. But we deny the power thereof. Are you with me? We deny the power thereof. What I'm trying to say is this. Is that these things we see in the Bible are still real today. So this man called and said, oh yeah, put everything there and they put it. And he allowed those guys, he said, you go first and call upon Baal. So they began to call upon Baal. They called upon him, called upon him about noon. Elijah said to them, you need to shout louder. Maybe he traveled. Or he's asleep. You know, so they just shouted louder, stupid people. They shouted louder, they did more and all. And after a while, they began to cut themselves with stones. And they were bleeding so that maybe Baal will respond when he sees that they are cutting themselves with stone. Now, I, I don't know, but please listen to me carefully this morning. You see, some of the time also, that's the same way that believers operate with God. We call upon him. We think he's not hearing. We say, I will go on hunger strike. When I go on hunger strike, he will answer me now. We call it fasting. Okay? Now, what I'm trying to say is this, is that if we don't have the right knowledge of God and who He is and how He operates, we will operate nothing different from the followers of Baal. Are you there? We will not be any different from the followers of Baal. And after they did that till about evening, nothing happened. Then it was Elijah's turn. Hear this. Elijah had not been fasting. Are you with me? Elijah had not been fasting. Neither had Elijah been doing any special praying beyond what he had been doing before. I'm talking about what we can read in the Bible. So Elijah simply came and called upon God. So what was the difference? Elijah knew who God was. And was operating by obedience to God's word. And that is all he said. Answer now, O God. And let them know that I have done all of these things according to thy word. That is all the simple prayer. In fact, before Elijah started off his own prayer, Elijah asked them to pour buckets of water on that sacrifice. Even if he was going to use matches and cheats, it was a very bad move to first pour water on the sacrifice. But I'm talking about the confidence of the knowledge of the God that he serves. So he asked them, Pour water, they poured water. I'm sure they thought, yeah, <laughs> it's finished today. And the man prayed that simple prayer and fire fell on that sacrifice. Remember what we're talking about. God versus the devil. Opposites, but incomparable opposites. Are you still there? Opposites, but not equal. So I don't know what it is you are faced in your life. I don't know what it is you are faced with. And somebody is telling you it is uh, a, 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 an attack uh, from your village. Somebody says to you it is a, a generational cause. Somebody says to you all kinds of things. What I'm saying to you today is that the God you serve is far greater than all of these things. If only you will believe him. Are you still there? I said, are you there? You know, years ago I, I went to a, to a place. I went to a church. And uh, when we finished, they said, Pastor, will you pray for one man? The man was at the back of the church. He was tied up in chains. Says a madman that 
Uh, and really what they told me was that his father was a wizard, his mother a witch. He said, and they separated and they were fighting. And they have, you know, the way we say it, that when two elephants fight, the grass suffers. He said, so it was the grass. And these two elephants, witch and wizard, were fighting. And that they had poured all kinds of things, whatever they all gave him or did upon him and caught and, and concussions or is it, what do you call it, uh, that they have invoked upon his head, but that this guy was raving mad. So they tied him at the back of the church and they were praying for him. Are you still there? So he said, will you pray for him? Because the whole idea, I suppose, was that I will add my prayer to their own prayer uh, and they will keep filling up this uh, tank of prayer for him. So I said, I will pray for him. So when there, I looked at the guy, you know, tied up, sitting in one corner, quietly, and I said, well, let's pray. So I prayed. And I asked that the guy be set free. Immediately, and I, I mean, I, I, that's my prayer. I just prayed and I commanded all the devils to leave him alone and all that. Uh, and, and I finished, and I looked at these guys, uh, and I said to them, no devil can withstand that. And so everybody thought, what's wrong with this boy? Because I was a boy, very small boy. You know. But I walked away. The following week, some of my colleagues who came went back again for an outreach there, and they returned to me, and they said, that man is sound. We saw him today. He's back in a sound mind. He's trying. Somebody said, what's the secret of that? God is bigger than the devil. Are you still with me? God is bigger than the devil. That's all the knowledge you need. That's all you need to know. So people are busy trying to learn all the different hierarchies in the kingdom of the devil. They say shukurunku. Shukurunku is bigger than shakaranka. They say, you know, uh, principality is more than which one again? Powers are the first level. Then principalities follow that. And then... You are too smart for me. <laughs> are you there? What matters? What does it matter? Whether principality is greater than power or power is bigger than principality. What does it matter? That both principality and power get out. Are you getting what I'm saying? And the real knowledge we need to have is that God is bigger. And that God, what I'm talking about is that if God be for me, who can be against me? Simple. That's what you need to know. If God be for me, and what you need to know is that, who is that God that is for me? Who is that God that is for me? That's what you need to know. And once you know that, then you know for sure that the real issue is who? Who? Who can be, who can be against me means who is suicidal? And will go against me. I was listening to a man of God who I like so much. And he was talking about, he said, someday somebody came to him with a revelation. And said they are trying to induct your child into a court. He said he laughed. <laughs> he said, my child from my house in a court, the court will scatter. <laughs> he said, you try to induct my child. He said, it's not possible. There's not going to pray about it, but it's not possible. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Hey. I said, are you hearing me? Or you're afraid? You're afraid the devil will hear you. Listen, you, you, know, you know one of the things that make a little sense to me? Is that some of us have spoken like this for about 20 years. If the devil will go after anybody, he should have done so long ago. You understand what I'm talking about? He should have done so long ago, attacked, done his very worst, demonstrate his greatest demonic power in order to show that this boy is speaking rubbish. Are you still with me? But he's not capable of that. Is not capable of it. Is absolutely incapable of coming against you if you know who you are in Christ. 
Again, many years ago. I'm talking about, I mean, encounters, but these are things you need to know. Now, first, go to Matthew 28. Matthew 28. Matthew chapter 28. We'll be reading a few scriptures in between like that. We'll just read a few scriptures here and there. But what I came to do is just ensure, by the grace of God, that never will you be afraid of the devil anymore. Are you hearing me? Never will you be afraid of an attack of the enemy anymore. I, I know that a lot of it also. Sometimes people have taught things, but if it's not scripture, are you hearing me? And that's why we are reading scriptures in between, just to let you know that these things are not just about bragado or something. This is what the Bible says. This is what the Bible teaches. I've had people who have said that, well, anyway, we'll get there. Don't let me get ahead of myself. Matthew 28. Because the question is, somebody say, are you trying to tell me that the devil has no power? No, sir, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying he has power. Are you there? He has power. He has power. But his power is ineffective against the believer who knows the God that he serves. Are you still with me? So he has power. In fact, you know, I always tell people that I, I grew up next to a magician. Perhaps the most popular that ever came out of this country. You know, uh, was our next door neighbor when I was growing up. And I've had many people say to me that, oh, the, the magician, they use tricks. I said, no, 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 sir. Point of correction. It was not trick. It was demonic power, raw, in demonstration. It wasn't trick. I saw it raw. His most popular show held at the cultural center in Ibadan. He invited us. We had VIP tickets. The whole family. We went. We sat down in front, VIP, watching. And what was the man doing? He was spinning his wife on his sword. Did you hear what I said? He was spinning his wife on a sword. So they had some, I don't know what they constructed, but they put a sword, a sword. We could see a shiny sword, nice sword, standing straight like this, and his wife lay down on that sword. Number one, that's impossible. Abby, it's impossible. Remember what I said, front seat. I'm not sitting at the back. I'm looking like this, kurukuru. Front seat. So the wife was lying on the sword. The sword looks like this, and the wife was lying, and she was straight. So she, she lay straight like that. The body was just straight across, not sagging, just straight across on the sword. And they were turning her on the sword for us to see. That was the highlight of that particular show. He did many other, many other things, but that was the main one that they used to you know, advertise that particular one. And everybody was watching. Ah! Ah! I'm talking about real demonic power. And then suddenly, the sword pierced through the woman. It just pierced through her. The moment it pierced through her, she just sat, collapsed, died as far as I know. You know, and you can tell that it was not part of the plan. Because they immediately stopped the show. They put dancers out there. They wheeled her inside. You know, and just put dancers. So there was a long interlude with dancers just dancing for us, doing us, or just dancing. And everybody was like, oh, oh, what you you know, and then after I don't know how long it was, I can't remember how long it was, but maybe 30 minutes or something, he and the wife came out again. You know, you could see she was a bit shaken. You know, they came out again and bowed. And then she went away and he did a few more things and the show ended. Not only on that basis, you know, but he was, he was our neighbor, direct neighbor. So he would come and visit. We had a very nice dog that I liked. The, we, we had four dogs. Uh, but the main head hunter of the dogs was the local species. He was black. We called him Terror. 
you know. So when he, 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 there was a time he came visiting and he entered. Once he entered, the dogs began to bark. And the man just looked and pointed his staff at those dogs and he went. Hmm. Well, watch it. See, somebody don't come. <laughs> are you still there? Remember, I'm telling you, I'm not saying the devil doesn't have power. So, so that you don't think that, oh, maybe this man is so ignorant. He doesn't know the devil has power. That's why he's saying the things that he's saying. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the devil has power, but I'm saying God has greater power. Far greater. Are you still there? You know, interestingly, the man sat down with my dad and was talking. And he told my dad, he said, look, the things we do, we do it with, the raw, with demonic power. He said, there are demons we use. We command them, we use them to do these things. He, he, I mean, apart from that show, I don't have time to tell you more. But he did local show in his house. He had a little hall in his house, you know, and he did some local shows. Usually about the end of the year, you know, 31st day about, he would do a local show, or 30th or something like that. He would do a local show, and he would invite everybody in the neighborhood to come and watch. You know, his daughter will float in the hair for you, you know, and all that. So there were things. And he told my dad, he said, look, what we use is, is demonic power. He said, but the real power belongs to the Christians. But they don't know it. Are you with me? It belongs to them, but they don't know it. So are you at Matthew 28 yet? Okay. So I said to you, the devil has power. Okay? That's not what we are saying. But look at what Matthew 28 says in verse 18. He said what? All authority. Jesus came and spoke to them saying what? All authority. Can I hear you say all authority? Come on, shout it out loud. Say, all authority. So Jesus said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Oh my God. He said, all authority has been given to me. So the devil has power, but Jesus said, what? All authority. You know what that means? Authority is different from power. You know that. Are you with me? You know that. You know, when, when the last man comes and he jumps in front of your car, he does like this. He doesn't use power to stop it. Say, you know. You know, he can't stop, bam. Even if it's a, uh, what, what car can we call it? You know, mini. You know, mini. You know the car they call mini. One tiny concolo car like this. You know, the last man can't stop it using power. Uh, are you with me? He can't stop it using power. What he uses that makes the, star, the car to stop is what? Authority. Authority is delegated power. Are you there? So, I don't need to exercise muscle when I have authority. I simply exercise my authority. Go to Luke chapter 10. So, when you go to the gym and you see some guy carrying weights, he's using what? Power. He's using power. There are people who have been seen to pull lorries. They tie a chain... And this guy with big muscles, we pull the lorry. We pull the lorry. Somebody has pulled a plane before. That's power. But all the yellow fever, as we call them, I know yellow fever is not right, but it's traffic policemen that we see on the road, who do like this? And everybody is pressing brake and moving. They are not using any power. They are simply using authority. Are you still there? Authority supersedes power, if I may put it that way. But authority also is in operation simply because there is a higher power behind the man. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
So when he does like this, I say, what's wrong with this Opelenge man? He thinks he can stop my car. And you press your accelerator and you move. You will soon find out the power that is behind that authority. If it's police, maybe you just hear, they will just shoot. <laughs> so you know that there is power behind the authority that they used to say, stop. Are you there? But usually people would use authority uh, when they have a higher power behind them and everybody recognizes it. Listen, Jesus said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Did that sink in? Luke chapter 10. These are scriptures you should remember. Never forget them. Uh, they are also not just written in the Bible for us to feel good about them. They are written so that we live by them. Okay? It, it grieves my heart, and I know it grieves God's heart, every time believers are afraid of the devil, are afraid of what the, 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 uh, some evil power will do to them, it grieves God's heart because he has gone to great lengths to ensure that we have the power and we have the authority. Are you at Luke 10? Look at verse 19. Can we read out together? He said, Behold! You know what behold means? Behold means look very well. Look, look very well. Take a good look. Take a good look. Don't just scan, as we call it. Don't just scan it, but stare at this. Take a good look at this. Look at this situation very well. Behold! I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over what? All the power of the enemy. Let's say that again. And over what? All the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means, not even by mistake, <laughs> hurt you. Are you still there? Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Years ago, also, there was a, a, a girl, she was in the primary school, and her brother used to come to fellowship, you know, and came and said, look, please come and pray for my sister, who had been home for a few days, was just bedridden, wasn't eating, uh, just bedridden. And we went, my friend and I, you know, Pastor, and we went there, and we asked, you know, questions, blah, 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 and they told us, well, uh, this is what happened to her, and um, I mean, suddenly she just became sick, sick in a sense. Uh, couldn't go to school. She's been on this bed for about a week or more. Uh, and that the only thing she says, she doesn't eat. They force some things into her mouth sometimes, but she's not really eating. And they said the only thing she said was she's had a dream where there were some of her classmates who came to her in a dream and they were holding a white cloth. It's as if they all wore that same white thing and they were holding a white cloth that were offering her that this was her own. So it looked like some kind of initiation or something, you know. Uh, that that's the only thing she's, she's told them. Yeah, uh, and I always in those days used to tell people in fellowship something, uh, which I still stand by today. I said, when is the devil is easy? You know what I meant by that? That if you can tell me, if you tell me that you, you are sick and you went to the hospital and they put, the, uh, they diagnosed something and this and that and they gave you one nice name, whatever you want to call it, you know. They are very wonderful names that are tongue-twisting. But they give you a nice name and they, they explain what caused it and, and what caused it and all of that. I said, that's a bit more complex. 
It's still the devil behind it. But once it looks like they can explain it, I said it's a bit more complex. I said, but when they say it's the devil standing on this issue, I said it's very easy. It makes it easier. You know, it's the other way around that many people tend to think. And when they say, oh no, ah, you see, the guy even does know anything. It's the devil that attacked her. It was one night when she had a dream that the thing started. Ah, very easy. You have just made it very easy. Are you hearing me? According to scriptures. Because he said, behold, I give you authority over all the power of the enemy. How easier can it be? How much easier can it be? How, how much clearer can God be than that? So we pray. So when you pray, we pray. Again, don't be shaken because, I mean, based on knowledge, uh, so, some of us don't pray long prayer. Are you still with me? And, and really, please, this morning also, don't misunderstand me. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about us. That if we know these things, all of us will do these things. Okay? Because I also told you the story about me and the mama that woke up in Ijebu. Because that's where I started from. To where I am now. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I started from being afraid. I didn't want to go to my hometown because one mama woke up in the dream. And was chasing me. To where now, even if he woke up in real life. And he looked like this. Some say, you go that other way. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And I'm saying that the only reason for that kind of confidence and experience is God's word. And those same scriptures were all reading together. But it's not in your own Bible. Didn't you see Luke 10, 19 there? If it's not there, it's fake. Okay, so you can throw that Bible away by permission. Are you there? And buy another one. So we prayed for this lady. Simple prayer. I mean, when I say simple prayer, I don't know how to pray long. Maybe one minute at most. You know, so we prayed this simple prayer. Uh, and, and I said to the guy, I said, well, don't worry. Next time she will see them again. She will see them running away. And that's exactly what it was. She got better and she told them she saw those people come again in the dream and then they began to run. And that was the end and she recovered and, and came out of it. Are you hearing me? The only basis for such confidence is what? God's word. And God's word says you have the authority over all of the power of the enemy. I like it when God speaks the way he does. He said, over all. Over all. Can I hear you say, over all? That's without exception. I mean, as I'm saying that, I'm remembering a lady in Ijebu who also, in a dream, was shot an arrow. That's very literal, the way the Yorubas will say it. When they say, that's how we say it, you know, that when somebody is attacked and we think it's spiritual, we say, I want a talofa. And this woman literally want talofa. He shot her and arrow in the dream, in the leg. And that leg developed a sore. She woke up, she developed a sore on that leg. And from then on, for about three years, she went from hospital to hospital. She gave up on hospital. She gave up on God and church. She gave up or she would try the abs. She gave up on abs and she just sat at home, dying. Until somebody invited her to church one day. And we prayed, simple prayer. No laying on of hands, we just prayed. Everybody in the congregation, and God healed her instantly. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If it's the devil, it is easy. Because they are incomparable. God versus the devil, they are incomparable. Are you still with me? I said, are you there? 
Go to Galatians 3. Galatians chapter 3. What you need to know is what God has done. Maybe before, before we, we, we go there, let's, let's look at it. Let's just speak about it in general. Look at who that God is and what that God has done. Then we now bring it back to ourselves. What does that mean for me? For me as a Christian, what does it mean? So go to Colossians first. Go to Colossians. Colossians chapter 2. Colossians the second chapter. You know, when we were when in, the, the, in the university, there was a time there, there were all kinds of stories. And they were saying, people were seeing things. You know, they, people saw all kinds of things. In fact, there was a lady uh, in fellowship back then. There were cats. Were you at Queen's Hall ever? You were in Queen's Hall. They said there were cats. Loads and loads of cats. And they would all converge, you know, in Queen's Hall, in the University of Ibadan. They would converge there. Uh, and be making this funny noise. In the middle of the night, somewhere, I don't know, by about 1 or 2 a.m., they would make noise, they would make noise, they would make noise. So one day, I was teaching, and I was teaching about the authority of the believer. Listen, those are the things that we don't know anymore in church. But we're busy trying to prosper. Are you getting what I'm saying? We, we should prosper, but we need to understand who we are in Christ. Those are the foundational redemption truths. We are learning the five keys to being uh, friendly. Steps to winning a contract. How to keep your job. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But we don't know who we are in Christ. This you should know and not leave the other unknown. Are you getting what I'm saying? But there are priorities. We need to start from who we are. How am I different from everybody else on the street? What's the difference? If what befalls me befalls them, if we are both afraid of the same things, how am I different? Why am I a believer? You know what, what, what Elijah said to them when they, they brought the Baal prophets? You know what he said to them? He said, if God be God, follow him. If Baal is God, then follow him. But why do you halt between two opinions? Why are you standing here and standing here? You say you are serving God. But because you have a little challenge in your life, somebody said there's one Baba somewhere, you quickly run there. Why ought ye between two opinions? Why? If God is God, follow Him. Are you still there? I said, Are you there? Don't worry, if I step on your toes, Jesus will heal it. Amen? Because I know I step on people's toes sometimes when I speak like this. But these are the things that actually infuriate me as a believer. When I begin to hear people talk about, you know, how the devil is going to do something. Recently, somebody told me, and said, ah, uh, uh, no, what, what, what was it? No, there was a conversation between two people. And one was talking about how somebody can come to their house and drop something in their house uh, to take over the husband. And they're like, ah, hey, may God help us. I said, what? what kind of nonsense is that? You drop something somewhere, it should catch fire. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It, it should catch fire. But you say, uh, uh, this, this is good. Somebody is going to uh, uh, what? give my child something. My child. 
both that person and the people who send them and their colleagues will know that they have made a mistake. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The Bible says that what, what, what happens? Job chapter 1, 9 and 10. It says what are the benefits of serving God? There's a hedge around you. There's a hedge around your household. There's a hedge around all that belongs to you. Do you know what that edge really is? If you've read Psalm 127, I believe you will know what it is. He said, as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds those who fear him. Ah. And you are telling me somebody is going to cross that edge? Are you joking? Or you are serious? You are joking. <laughs> they will cross that edge. Then let's just follow Bail. If they can cross that edge. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The Bible is meant to believe. Please tap your neighbor and say, I think he's talking to you this morning. Are you at Colossians 2? Look at verse 15. Is it okay? I'm taking a little time and the service is a little different. Is that okay? Colossians 2. Look at verse 15. He said what? Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Who has another translation there? Haven't disarmed. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Haven't spoiled. Has your radio ever been spoiled? Or television? Haven't spoiled. It's spoiled. What, what does it say? Spoiled. Haven't spoiled. Listen, those are things you need to meditate upon. Haven't disarmed. Haven't spoiled. Haven't damaged. If you look at what that word means, damage beyond repair. Then he made a public spectacle. You know the way I understand these things? Again, when I was in my boys' only school, there were certain fights that happened in school too. How many people know school too? Oh my God, some people didn't go to school. Hey! You know, in school too, that's, that's not in the compound. It's not where, it's behind somewhere. You understand? It's behind somewhere. Now, what he's saying is this. Haven't disarmed principalities and powers at school too. He now brought them to school one. Paraded them, made a public spectacle so that he, there will be no argument. Because if he's in school two, eh, some people didn't see it. You get what I'm saying? They will be arguing tomorrow and say, you say, I beat him. Sir. No, he didn't beat me. Oh, he didn't beat me. It's because they were not there. But having disarmed principalities and powers, he now made a public spectacle so that there's no argument that he won. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There's no argument that they are disarmed. So God, the angels, the devil, all the demons, they all know the truth. No argument because he made a public spectacle. We are preaching in one place, my friends and I, years ago. It was a birthday party. I've told you we turn all these things to crusade sometimes. You know, and we are preaching. And when we finish, we began to, to, to pray for people. And one lady at the back. You know, that was in the university, Queen's Hall. I remember their hall there in Queen's Hall. One lady at the back began to manifest wildly. The devil couldn't stand being there. We we're not even praying for her. We we're praying for people in front. So when we, we finished with the people, then we took her outside. And we cast that devil out. You know, and the devil said something. We said, but Jesus defeated you 2,000 years ago. He said, I know. Are you, are you kidding me? He made a public spectacle. So the devil knows. Are you hearing what I'm saying? In those days, they would say that they were seeing all kinds of things in you. I told you about the one that were the, the, the cats. 
So I thought on the, the, the authority of a believer, and this lady went back. She took the word. Went back, and when those cats gathered the next night, they didn't know that this was a different person now. And just by a window. She just looked and said, I command you, get out of here. They disappeared. From that day, they didn't return to that place. Are you hearing me? I mean, there's um, this man of God in Lawrence said there was this, he moved to one area and the people told him, they said there's this place, this tree, you know, in the neighborhood where witches were meeting in the night. People knew that they were meeting there and they told him they are meeting that place. In fact, they all had testimonies of how those witches had damaged their lives. The one that was losing pregnancies was losing it every time they meet. Said, Once they meet like this that night, the next day she will lose the pregnancy. So the man said, eh, they meet here. In this video, he said, yes. He said, no problem. So he said, midnight, he carried a chair. And he went to this place, bam, and sat down. I said, yeah, I want to meet with them. <laughs> Let them come. Pretty nice, they didn't show up. Nobody came to that place. He said, and they never came again. Even though he moved out of the area, he said the people were sharing testimonies after that. Look, the thing, they never met in that place again. The one who was losing pregnancy and now had a child. Are you hear what I'm saying? Things are turned around because one believer knew the truth. Are you, are you still with me? I said, are you there? Don't be afraid, though. <laughs> what we are saying is truth. John said the things we have seen, we have heard, we have handled. Of the word of God, this we declare to you. Are you with me? This we declare to you. We have seen it, we have put it to the test, we have proven it, and that's what we are declaring to you. That it works. It is the truth. Undeniable. Are you still there? Go to Colossians. No, sorry. Hebrews. Go to Hebrews. Go to Hebrews. I thought we would deal with, uh, well, maybe we'll mention it also. Generational causes. <laughs> uh, hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Are you getting anything this morning? Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2. These are scriptures I beg you to go back home, read them again and again and again, meditate upon them. Don't be afraid to stand on them. If there are issues and things, whether personally, whether just in your family, whether whatever it is, your friends, stand on this word. Stand on this word. Hebrews chapter 2. And so that you will not just have your faith. In just uh, the stories that he told, but we know that they are based upon the scriptures. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. He said, Inasmuch then as the children are partaking of flesh and, flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared, he was talking about Jesus, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him. Can you please say destroy? When you say something is destroyed, what does it mean? You can't do anything again. You know, it's, it sounds like when you, you, you know that poem, 
Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great wall. And all the king's men couldn't put Humpty Dumpty together again. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Another name for the devil this man is Humpty Dumpty. According to this scripture. Are you there? Because he can't be put back together again. He said he himself shared likewise in the same that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death. That is the devil. And release those who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. I don't know, but it seems I still have to say more on this the next time. You know, I still, and I'll try to be more methodical and explain certain redemption truths to you. Maybe we'll go into the authority of the believer at that point. But here this scripture. He said what? He destroyed him. I want you to take note. You know, God speaks good English. I don't know that. God knows grammar, right? So what he's saying is intentional. It's not accident. He didn't make mistake with what he put together there. What he said is intentional. He said he destroyed, that's number one, he destroyed him who had the power of death. That they say we will kill you is a lie. Is a lie. Why? Because the devil had the power of death. We should understand that there are many formers, isn't it? Former commissioner, former governor, former, former senator. So he had the power of death, but he doesn't have it anymore. That's what the scripture is telling us. That he might destroy him who had the power of death and by so doing, release those who through their lifetime are being in the fear of death. Is that fear that is holding them. The devil they are afraid of doesn't really have the power to kill them. That's why somebody can say to me, when we, say, when we speak now, they will say we are wicked. I said, go ahead and talk. Say what you want to say. I'm not afraid of you. For what? Are you still there? Let me close on this note. You know, in those days again in UI, they, so people again said that they were seeing things. They, they, they said some people saw. So one night we were talking, they were telling all kinds of gifts. There's some people went to eat at Arema. We call it Arema. You know, which is the students' union building and all that. And they went in at around midnight. You know, people, of course, campuses, people move around a lot. Of, uh, I mean, all hours of the day. And in those days, there was a lot of courtism. So, they said, well, these people went, they went to buy food or something, and there were these ladies beside them also ordering food. And then when these guys looked down, the ladies' feet were not touching the floor. They were actually floating. Hey, they said another one. Did he, he went to read, you know? And then when they were coming back, he saw these people just walking, but they were not touching the floor. They were just floating. They said, ah, there are these things. It's true. Somebody else saw it. Somebody else saw it. Blah, blah. Ah, I said, I want to see. I want to see. I want to see. I said, and the one that I see, I will describe it to you. So that if anybody ever sees it again, tell me. It's, it's not possible. The one that I see, nobody will see again. Because that encounter will be the end. That devil will not dare come around here anymore. I said, so if I see one, because I want to see, I said, I will tell you exactly what it looked like. And please spread the word. If anybody sees that one again, I'll be surprised. 
Are you still with me? Why are things like that? Because of these scriptures we are reading. Are you still with me? You know when they called guys by meeting? Stand on your feet. You don't want me to finish. Stand on your feet. There were these called guys. You know, you, you know Brother Tokes. Brother Tokes was here. Reverend Tokumade the, the other day. Director of the Rema Bible Training Center in Abuja. And these called guys were meeting. Brother Tokes, I, I call him a, a nocturnal or night animal. He moves around more in the night. He's very active. You know, praying in tongues. So these guys were meeting. You know, Brother Tokes was coming. Just him. And all of them were together. I mean, and in those days, I can, I, if I begin to tell you stories of fights and killings and all that, we probably can't go today. It was a wild time. It was a wild time. So as Brother Tokes was coming, those guys saw him, you know. And of course, they are looking like, who's, 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 who's this fellow? Brother Tokes just stood, looked at them for a moment, and screamed, Jesus! I see Jesus! And he began to march towards them. They took to their ears. <laughs> Waiting your carry. Eh? Waiting you carry people. Go to first John chapter four. In in two minutes, I, I need to pray for people. In two minutes, in two minutes. If you are here and there's anything happening to you that you think has the finger of the devil in it, or even his hand or his shoulder, anything you think the devil is involved in it, uh, the Genesis or in the middle or whatever, please come. Don't be ashamed of anything. But you think that something happened to you, you are convinced that it had some dimension to it that you don't think it's natural and all of that. You think so. You don't need any confirmation, but you think so. I want to pray with you this morning. First John 4, are you there? First John 4. Just, just stay there. Just stay there. First John 4. Are you coming? You're just assistant. Anybody else you want to come? Please do come now. Yeah. Please do come now. And it's not anything I want the old church friend. It's not anything. I can tell you multiple stories you know, about people, people that I know. There are things that have happened to them. Yes, the devil got on their case, but God got the devil off. Hallelujah. First John 4 4. It says, You are of God. Can I hear you say, I am of God? Say it with confidence. Say, I am of God. You know, and then it says you have got little children. So he knows maybe by yourself you think you are a little child. But what is important is that you have God. And have therefore overcome them. Because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. I want you to begin to pray this morning. Just begin to pray. Maybe you just need to thank God uh, because God is for you. You need to thank him because he's, he's on your side. You need to thank him because you know that you are more than a conqueror. Thanks for listening to this message. Hopefully you have picked something practical to apply for Victorious Living. If you loved this, then please send a message to admin at totalword.org or 090-93-30-3227 to let us know how this has blessed you. Also, head on to www.totalword.org slash podcast to listen to more. Stay blessed and refreshed till next time. God bless you.